Welcome to Have You Heard? An IDF Podcast. This podcast is a service of the Immune Deficiency Foundation, a nonprofit organization that improves the diagnosis, treatment, and quality of life of people affected by primary immunodeficiency. People living with PI are the zebras of the medical world, and the IDF community is one big zebra herd. As the coronavirus progresses, the COVID-19 vaccine continues to be our best form of protection against the deadly virus, especially for those living with PI. The CDC recommends all individuals who are 12 years old and older receive a COVID-19 vaccine. In today's episode, we will be discussing the importance of the COVID-19 vaccine specifically for teens with a panel of teen leaders. All right, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode, Teens and Vaccines, a panel discussion, part of IDF's teen series. My name is Laura Roy. I'm a registered nurse, and I've been working as an infusion and prior authorization nurse for almost 25 years in private practice and immunology. I am the immune globulin coordinator, and I'm also a zebra. I was diagnosed with CVID about 33 years ago, and I'll be your guest host for today's podcast episode. 2020 was a tough year for most of us. The world was introduced to COVID-19 and our lives changed overnight. Luckily, 2021 brought some hope when the COVID-19 vaccines began to be distributed. After many months of waiting, children 12 years and older are able to receive the vaccine to help protect themselves and others from COVID-19. For those living with PI, receiving the vaccine, if they are able, is crucial. While many within this community may not be able to mount a sufficient antibody response, family and friends must understand the importance of receiving a vaccine to help protect their immunocompromised loved ones. In today's episode, we will be discussing teens and vaccines with a panel of young ladies living with PI. It is my pleasure to welcome teen leaders, Cassie Mummert, Morgan Davis, and Emma Brown. Welcome ladies and thank you for joining us today. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves? Cassie, let's start with you. Hi, I'm Cassie. I'm 21 years old. I am from Indiana, um, and I have CVID. Thanks, Cassie. Morgan? Hi, my name is Morgan Davis. I'm 15, and I'm a junior in high school. I live in Virginia, and though I'm currently homeschooled, I've previously been to both public and private schools. I was diagnosed at age nine with CVID, and I'm very excited to be here today. So thank you to IDF for having me. Thanks, Morgan. And now Emma? Hi, my name is Emma Brown. I'm 17, and I'm a senior in high school, and I live in California, and I am diagnosed with CVID. Great. Let's start off by talking about each of your personal experiences dealing with COVID-19. How have your lives been affected by the pandemic? Cassie? Um, Well, I don't go out much um, since COVID has been around. Um, I stay inside a lot just, you know, to reduce the risk of getting it or, you know, curing it, but not knowing it, you know, if you don't show symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't go out much um, just for like simple grocery shopping, like quick trips in and out. Um, I've been masking the whole time. Um, I actually helped my grandmother make the masks. 
So that's been fun, super crafty, get the sewing machines out and pick out different <laughs> fabrics and everything. Um, so that's always fun. Um, and then I'm just able now to coach cheer again. I coach fourth and fifth grade cheerleading. Um, so I'm doing that like one day a week, you know, keeps you active, gets you out a little bit. But um, like I said, I'm still masking. So not not fully, you know, letting go of that yet. Um, still having that like security for me. Um, but positives of, I guess you could say positives of COVID. Um, we've been having more family time. We have like game nights. Um, so we play a lot of like board games, card games, um, that kind of thing. Or like TV shows you can watch and, you know, like uh, reality TV shows like Dancing with the Stars and Survivor and all that. So we always like um, pick teams or pick um, people who we think are going to win and just have fun like that. So there is positives to it. There is. Yeah, that is one good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, Morgan, how about you? Um, so I've honestly been much like Cassie. My family has tried to make the best of it. We've also been leading into family time and TV shows and board games and all of that. But I think COVID in general affected my life a lot. I was in public school in freshman year when the shutdown occurred. Um, last year, I decided to do a virtual option for public school. And this year, I decided to homeschool while a lot of my peers were returning to in-person school full time. Um, so that's definitely been a factor of being a teen and having my social life be virtually non-existent um, and having to be outside and masked. Um, my family has definitely taken COVID pretty seriously and pretty much shut down this entire time. I, um, I like Cassie, I'm also starting to go back out a little bit more, but it's still outside, masked, um, et cetera. So I have a pretty similar situation to Cassie. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, thanks for sharing that, Morgan. So Emma, what about you? So my story for the beginning is pretty similar to the other two girls, where I just spent most of my like last year and a half in my home. Uh, just, you know, doing school online, doing any other outside extracurricular activities online, all of that, uh, never going out shopping, never seeing friends, all that. And yet, despite, um, you know, me taking all those sort of precautions, I still managed to get COVID, um, luckily after I got the vaccine. So it was, so I, I'm still actually kind of dealing with the effects of it right now. I got it about five weeks ago. And it was not the absolute worst for me, most likely due to the fact that I got the vaccine, but I was supposed to start school uh, five weeks ago, but mm. I've been on independent study ever since for the last five weeks because I, I'm unable to go due to my long-term effects, even though I've tested negative in the like last couple of weeks. So that's what I'm currently dealing with right now. And, you know, the other... Um, girls have either decided to homeschool or are not, you know, like going to a school right now. I was actually supposed to go back to school. That was part of the uh, plan that my family set out, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So I'm actually debating whether or not I should start homeschooling this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That does not sound like very much fun to start the school year off. <laughs> oh man. Well, now I'd like to talk about your experiences with the COVID-19 vaccine. Did you guys receive the vaccine? You know, why or why not? And if you did receive it, how was your experience? Cassie, would you like to start? 
Sure, I'd love to. Um, so I did receive um, the COVID vaccine. I received um, the Moderna uh, vaccine and um, I'm fully vaccinated. So I've had both doses. Um, I chose to get it um, because one, I'm able to get it. My I had all my levels checked. So everything was in order. It wouldn't harm me to get it because I know there was a lot of like different um, like articles coming out about like if you if you have this level, you can't get it. Or if you have these kind of symptoms, you shouldn't get it. Um, I had talked to like four different four of my specialists and they all kind of okayed me to get it. And my immunologist was really pushing for me to get it. So I was like, okay, I did wait a while um, before I did receive it. Um, just to make sure I was making the right decision for myself um, because there was a lot of, you know, different things being said about it. And I didn't want to just throw myself out there and be the, one of the first to get it if something were to go wrong. And that probably sounds bad, but I was, you know, just trying to look, make sure I had all my ducks in a row kind of thing. Um, I received my first dose in April and all I had with that one was the sore arm. I did not have a fever, but I did feel sick for about three days to a week. Um, just felt not like a flu sick, just kind of like a man, not real feeling real well. Um, but I could still do stuff. The second dose I had in May and I had a really bad sore arm, an extremely high fever, um, bad body aches, and I couldn't move from my neck down. Actually, they had to have me lay flat. Um, I had to only sit up to drink fluids. Um, and that kind of stuff. It was one of those real bad, scary situations where my fever was so high and I just couldn't move. Um, so my mom and my brothers helped take care of me because it was so bad. Um, but I also chose to get vaccinated, not only for myself, but for others, because I have a lot of friends who can't get the vaccine. And actually, my little sister can't receive the vaccine because some of her levels are too high that they couldn't do it safely. So... I was like, okay, this is kind of my calling. Like, this is a, the sign that I need to do this, not only for myself, but for others. So that was part of the reason why I was like, okay, yeah, I got to do this. So I can not only keep myself safe, but my sister and friends, you know, if I'm ever around those friends or I'm around my sister all the time. So one of those things where it's just good to have your bases covered. Absolutely. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. So Morgan, what about you? What about your experience with the COVID-19 vaccine? Yeah, so thankfully I did not have as bad a time as Cassie did with the shots. So I did receive the vaccine. I am in the 12 to 15 age group, so I actually had to wait until the vaccines were approved uh, for a little while. And that was a really stressful waiting period for me because I watched all my friends and family get it. Um, and it was a bit ironic because I was the one that they were all trying to be careful for and that had to be a little bit more cautious and yet I couldn't get it for a while. Um, so we were really anxious for me to get the vaccine and um, on the day actually that it was approved for 12 to 15, that morning I rushed to the local pharmacy and got it as fast as I could. Um, and my experience was fairly good. My parents both had a day where they were knocked out with side effects, but I didn't experience that at all. My arm was sore, but in general, I felt normal. So thankfully, um, Cassie, that sounded horrible. So I'm glad I, I'm sorry for you. I'm glad I had a little bit of an easier time with it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I definitely am hearing about sore arms, a lot of sore arms, but yeah, Cassie, it sounds like you really had, had a tough time. So Emma, why don't you share with us 
your experience with the COVID-19 vaccine? So yeah, like I said, I did get the vaccine, which I'm now um, extremely thankful for. And Mm -hmm. at first I was a little bit unsure, not because I normally get um, every vaccine. I totally support them, but I had one doctor, a rheumatologist saying I should get it. And then another doctor, my immunologist saying that it might be too much of a risk right away. And that I should maybe wait a little while to take it just to, to like see the sort of effects that it has on other people. So we were kind of in a difficult situation, but we did decide to get the vaccine and just risk it because, you know, we realized that the um, outcome of getting COVID while not being protected would definitely be worse, most likely. Like it just had a higher chance of happening and having a negative result. So I did get it and it really was not bad for me. Um, I had a sore arm. I had a slight fever after, and that was really it. And um, after that, like like I said, I did get COVID, and I am definitely um, thankful that I got the vaccine because I do think that it really helps to, although it's very long-term, it's not the most extreme case I've ever seen. So mm-hmm. that is definitely something I'm happy for. Yeah, me too. Well, that's great. I know you guys have kind of touched on this already, but, you know, how has receiving the vaccine affected your personal life and or school life? You know, um, are you able to do, you know, a few more activities now that you've been vaccinated or, you know, it sounds like, you know, you're still being really cautious, though, when it comes to socializing with friends or family. Cassie, do you want to share a little bit more with us? Sure, I'd love to. So yeah, so since being vaccinated, um, I'm not fully going back out yet. I'm taking it baby steps, um, very small baby steps, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. We're still masking um, when we go out, like grocery stores, super busy. So we obviously just like maintain the social distancing. Um, If there were a lot of people, we chose to opt to go to a different store. Um, Or if we saw a lot of people weren't masking, we chose to do like a different place or a different day even. So we did have days like that. Um, uh, Still masking though. Um, We're not as, well, I'm not as nervous as I was before when it first came out, um, knowing that I do have the vaccine in me and I actually had the antibody test done. So it shows that I did make antibodies to it, which thankfully that, that was awesome. Um, So Mm -hmm. that, that does give me a kind of like a reassurance that, okay, I've, I've made antibodies. So if I do get it, I could fight it, hopefully, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. decently. So I'm not as nervous as I was before. However, I'm still not ready to fully go back out there. Um, Just taking it, you know, day by day, little by little, not, Mm -hmm. not socializing. I haven't met up with any friends or anything. I am coaching cheer. um, But as I said before, it's just one day a week. Um, and it's fourth and fifth grade. So you can pretty much, you know, keep, keep the distance. And plus you cheer outside at the football games and at basketball, they're normally pretty spread out and on the court. Um, and at practice, you, you practice in a gym. So you're already have to be six feet apart. So you don't hit anyone. So I'm, and I'm, (laughs) I mask there anyway. So there's really no chance of me getting it as like for as I can see, but, but yeah, I'm still, Hmm. still just taking it easy for all the precautions and masking. So. Well, that's great. That's great. And that's great that you're able to coach cheer. So (laughs) yeah, thank you. I'm so excited for it. (laughs) Yeah. So Morgan, how about you? 
Um, I've also taken kind of a middle ground approach. Mm -hmm. When we first um, shut down, actually for the, for the first year and a half until I got the vaccine in May, late May, early June, we really shut down. So we didn't really go anywhere. We absolutely did not go anywhere inside. I was on virtual school. We walked with masks on. I saw my friends outside um, distance and with masks on. And um, we were fairly conservative because we just didn't know how my immune system would react to COVID. Um, even with the vaccines, and the numbers being low this summer, we were still fairly conservative compared to other people um, as to how much we went out and we still masked. Um, we tried to keep everything outside. We did um, go back to school shopping. We wore masks. We went at when they very first um, opened, the stores very first opened. Um, we went to see my grandparents, we drove and we stayed in a hotel, but we wore masks the whole time. So we are doing a little bit more. I'm also in a band and they came back this summer um, after a year and a half hiatus and but that's outside in masks. So we're kind of picking a middle ground. And honestly, now with the Delta variant emerging and really taking hold, we're starting to pull back in again and not do as much and wear masks, especially outside now, even um, even though it's outside, we're starting to mask again outside and inside. So it's kind of been a push and pull. Um, we are always trying to do what's safest, but we're trying to balance now because I am vaccinated, my parents are vaccinated. We're trying to balance risk and kind of going back out. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks, Morgan. Emma, would you like to share with us how it's affected your personal life and social life? So um, after I got the vaccine, uh, both doses, I was fully vaccinated. I did start to go out some more. Um, I was always, of course, careful, and I tried my best to, um, you know, avoid high populated areas and all that. But um, I still did get COVID as a result. So I do think it's important to remember to always that you always should have that like sort of sense of caution when you go out and that the getting the vaccine does not fully mean that, you know, you will not feel COVID and all that. So it, that is an important thing to remember, but I did start to go out some more and hopefully after my long-term effects of COVID begin to, um, you know, die down, um, I will be able to maybe go back to school, maybe experience some more things and, now with the Delta variant, though, it is important to remember to, you know, just always, like I said, always have that sense of caution when you go out because there is, this is a very serious thing happening. So even if you are fully vaccinated, I do, I would recommend like, you know, not fully returning to your normal life and just instead, you know, thinking of, thinking of it as like an extra sort of shield to have in front of you. It is, and it's a very good one. But it is important to remember that you have to still wear masks. You still have to wash your hands all the time. You still should try and avoid high populated areas. And that, you know, it's not a guaranteed um, defense system, sort of. Yeah, I agree. And I like how you called it a shield. So, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for sharing. And we are going to take a quick break and we'll talk some more in just a few moments. No matter where you are along your journey, IDF wants to help you manage living with primary immunodeficiency, or PI. 
As a community-empowered organization, IDF can provide you with support, education, and resources to help you cope with a wide variety of issues related to PI, including physical and mental health, insurance, and relationships. For more information, please visit www.primaryimmune.org. Welcome back. A panel of young ladies living with PI is here with us discussing the importance of the COVID-19 vaccine. Now that we've talked about your individual experiences with COVID-19 and the COVID-19 vaccine, I'd love to continue the conversation on your insight and thoughts on the vaccine. As you may know, there has been some hesitancy in receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. As a young adult and teen living with PI, why do you think it's important to receive the vaccine? Cassie, let's start with you. Sure. I think it's important to get the COVID vaccine um, because then we could reach like herd immunity. So the more people who get it, the better chance we have of fighting it and not receiving it. So I feel like it's important to get vaccinated. However, I do understand there are people who cannot receive it. Um, So I do respect their decision. Um, or, you know, if they obviously have like specialists telling them they can't or just their personal, you know, it's one of those things you can't tell them what to do. And Mm -hmm. so I respect the people who are willing to realize that, Hey, this might not be the safest thing for me. And that's okay because I'd rather be able to see people, even if they aren't vaccinated, then have them get the vaccine and then have a complication and risk them not being here anymore. Just because, you know, there's things that different levels um, in your body are different um, counts and different, you know, everyone has something else going on. So for me, it's, it's personal opinion. However, I would love to see more people get vaccinated. Um, I encourage people to get vaccinated, but I do also understand and respect people's decisions if they don't. So that, that's just my, my opinion and my view on it. That's great. Thanks, Cassie. Yeah. Morgan, why don't you share with us, um, you know, the importance of the vaccine? Yeah. Um, so I completely agree with Cassie. I think it's important for everyone who is able to get the vaccine, both for you and for the community. Um, I know Cassie mentioned herd immunity and I think between people getting um, COVID and getting the immunity from that, the vaccines, et cetera, I think we will get there eventually, but I think it would be nice for people to get vaccinated so we get to herd immunity through that. Um, And I know as someone with PI, I appreciate when someone puts a mask on around me or is more careful around me because they know I may be at higher risk. And I think the same goes for vaccines. And again, as someone with PI, we don't know how how much risk we are at, but I certainly remember all the illnesses that really wiped me out when most of my cohort were fine. Um, You know, flus, pneumonias, meningitis, even just colds. And I I personally don't think it's worth the risk to gamble with that um, when there's an option to get a vaccine. Again, as Cassie said, if you are medically able, I understand there are. Um, limitations for some people. And I also understand that there are political and cultural and other factors that play into whether someone wants to get the vaccine or not. But in my personal opinion, and as someone with PI, I've learned that health has to come first. And I think the evidence is 
pretty overwhelming that though not fully productive, like Emma mentioned earlier, and I completely agree, that's why I continue to mask everywhere. The vaccines significantly reduce your chance of severe illness and death which is what I'm trying to avoid with COVID and why I got vaccinated and why I encourage everyone else to get vaccinated. Like I said, both for you not getting that and not asymptomatically or symptomatically carrying that to someone else. I know I thought about both me but and my parents and my grandparents that I was going to go see. Um, that's why I got vaccinated. Thanks, Morgan. So Emma, would you like to share with us your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I totally agree with the other two girls. I um I do think that herd immunity is definitely something that we should strive for in society, and that is why it is so important for the average person to get the vaccine, not only as a means of protection for themselves, but for you know humanity as a whole. But and I also find it very um important for people like us who have these kind of deficiencies because you know as I said I've gotten COVID. And it wasn't the worst case for me. I have long-term effects, and that's really the problem for me. But, like, just knowing myself and knowing how easily diseases tend to affect me, I can say that I genuinely do believe that the vaccine was able to hold off the worst of it. I can only really imagine how bad it would have been for me if I didn't have this sort of, you know, layer of protections because, I, I mean, just the slightest cold for people like us can turn into you know, pneumonia and then can turn into just something far worse than what it was. So I definitely think that they're important for both yourself as a person and for the people around you, especially those like us, you know, who have these sorts of issues to deal with. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, thanks for sharing your personal experience with that too. No, what advice would you guys give to a teen who is hesitant or scared about receiving the vaccine? Cassie? Yeah, um, I think it's totally okay to be scared. I was honestly petrified to go in for both of my vaccines. I also have a really bad phobia of needles as well as PTSD of needle sticks due to you um, being on IVIG um, and now I'm on sub Q. So I having the PTSD and like that trauma from needle sticks didn't help. Um, but along with just having the fear of getting this new vaccine, um, I get every other vaccine, um, like flu vaccines and whatnot every year. But this one just seemed to be one of those that I was like unsure of. And so I was honestly petrified going into it. And I'm here to say that honestly, I think it's totally okay if people are scared and hesitant because I was. Um, and like I said before, if you can get it safely, then get it. Um, if not, then, then don't, you know, it's, it's one of those things where as Morgan had said as well, we can get to the herd immunity as long as people are still getting vaccinated, but also through the, um, immunity of having COVID. Not that I want people to get COVID, but if they did mm -hmm. have it, they have that immunity built up in them. So, I mean, if, if, there are teens and even young adults who are scared to get the vaccine. Um, it's, it's okay. I mean, you got to do what's best for you, but it is okay to be scared and, and hesitant about it. Cause with it being new and there's so much, there's so much being said about them right now. You just got to do your own research and figure out what's best for you. So. That's great. Thanks, Cassie. 
So Morgan, what about you? What advice would you give to a teen who is hesitant or scared about the vaccine? Yeah, I'd say it's very understandable to be hesitant. And I also understand that there are a lot of factors playing into whether or not someone gets vaccinated. But I would say that growing up with PI, I had to learn much earlier than my peers that health comes first. And that situation has severely limited me in some ways and made me different from other kids in other ways. But I finally realized that keeping myself safe had to come before anything else because being healthy was the only way I could do everything else. So I believe the same goes for vaccines. Keeping yourself safe in this like pandemic world in part means keeping yourself safe from COVID. And I believe, and I think the medical evidence agrees with me here, that the two best ways to keep yourself safe from COVID are to mask and to get vaccinated. So assuming there are no medical factors to keep you from getting vaccinated, I definitely tell you that though it's reasonable to feel some trepidation, I'd recommend getting the vaccine as soon as possible because I think that's the way to put your health first and to stay safe. Um, and as Emma said, do as many factors as you can to keep yourself safe. I know a lot of people aren't masking, but with the Delta variant, I think masks are becoming more and more essential, even though they weren't as essential over the summer because the numbers were low in a lot of areas and the Delta variant hadn't really taken a hold, especially now when people are in school. I'd say to get the vaccine and to still mask. That's what I'm doing. And I think that's that's the best way to be as safe as possible, I'd say. Thanks, Morgan. That's good advice. Emma? So, yeah, I totally agree with the other two girls. Um, my advice would be fairly similar. I would just recommend talking to, a like, if you have a doctor in your life, I would recommend discussing it with them, uh, talking about your own individual risks and benefits that could come from it. And then just deciding based off of that. I, as I said previously, had two doctors telling me two different opinions. And at the end of the day, one of the things that really helped me was educating myself on how the vaccine works, you know, sort of going into the um, science of it and realizing what it does exactly in your body. And that really helped me to feel more safe about it. And for me to understand that there were risks at the time, but there were far more benefits to come from it than you know, the, like most likely it, of course, anything could have happened, but at the end of the day, it is a very necessary step for a lot of people to take right now as there are no, like, you know, there's no other sort of protection against this besides masking, which is a whole other thing that's happening right now. So if this, you know, if we can get enough people to work with this and take the vaccine, then hopefully that will definitely, definitely help us combat COVID as a whole. And if obviously if you have your own individual risks with it, that can totally um, play a factor into it. But if you are healthy and you do not, you know, have any medical conditions, I would definitely say to get it and to research the vaccine itself and see exactly how it works. Excellent advice. Thank you, Emma. And any final thoughts that you all would like to tell your teen listeners that have PI regarding COVID-19 and the vaccine? I would just say, um, keep masking, keep taking the precautions, um, get, get vaccinated if you can. And if you can't, then that's okay as well. Um, I guess just keep the precautions and baby steps just so we can hopefully get over this and hopefully this is all over soon. 
Yeah, I completely agree with what Cassie said. And honestly, what Emma said um, to the last question, I was going to say the exact same thing of just to do your research and talk to your healthcare providers, because I think so many times we listen to what's on social media or whatever the group that we're in thinks. But I think having a PI has taught me to think and act for myself because I mean, not to get too pessimistic here, but I've learned that most other people aren't looking out for your safety. So you kind of have to take that over and do what's right for you and your health. And one of the ways you've got to look out for yourself is to do your own research, trust your healthcare providers, and then follow through and do what's right for you, even if it's not what everyone else is doing. So I'd say without hesitation that getting the vaccine, um, as Cassie said before, as long as there are no medical problems with it, is what's right for your health. But only you and your doctors can make that decision. Yeah, all I would say is just wear a mask, stay safe, talk to your doctors, do your research, and just try your best because that's all we can do right now during this sort of crazy time. So. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Cassie, Morgan, and Emma for sharing your insight and opinions on the COVID-19 vaccine. Your work with the IDF youth community is much appreciated and IDF is grateful for your contributions. Thank you thank so you. much for having us. I had a blast. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited I got to be a part of this and so honored. So thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy to have a platform to share my story and hopefully help other people. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. The Have You Heard podcast is part of IDF's work to empower the PI community through advocacy, education, and research. Continue to share this information and join us for more podcast episodes in the future as we explore the topics that mean the most to you. Until then, all of us here at IDF want to wish you good health and strength. And remember, the IDF community is rare and powerful. This podcast is a service of the Immune Deficiency Foundation. Special thanks to CSL Bearing for sponsoring the teen series. If you like our show and want to learn more, please subscribe to this podcast so future episodes will be sent to your device automatically. To learn more about primary immunodeficiency and the PI community, please visit the IDF website at www.primaryimmune.org. And if you have a question you would like answered, email us at idf at primaryimmune.org. Thanks for tuning in.